Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Recover Your Soul podcast. This is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I'm so grateful that you're here today. I wanted to share some of the Al-Anon book studies that were part of my bonus episodes for Apple subscribers and Patreon members with our general community. This is really important because so many of you come to this podcast because you are dealing with somebody in your life who has an addiction, that it has affected you in a negative way. What I did for these seven episodes is I read out of How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics on a variety of different topics. And so each week for the next seven weeks, I'm going to go ahead and post those for everyone. I hope that you enjoy them. And if you want more of what these types of episodes offered you, I encourage you to become a Patreon member or an Apple Podcast subscriber. Thank you for supporting the Recover Your Soul podcast. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Hello, subscribers and members of Recover Your Soul. Thank you very, very much for joining me today, but more so thank you for investing in yourself and investing in Recover Your Soul by supporting us by being either a Patreon member or by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to me that you're listening to this episode because it means you are supporting Recover Your Soul. So thank you. Thank you very much. And I also appreciate your sharing this with anybody else that you think that it would help and being part of the community. This is a really special group and I'm so grateful that you're here. So you know that we are currently doing a book study from How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics. 
And we've had two episodes so far. One was the power of attitude and the other one was on gratitude and expectations. And today we are going to do serenity prayer and serenity and see what comes out of that. It's always interesting to read and to reflect and to be able to share some of what's happened in my life and hope that those stories help empower you to make the changes in your life to be full and whole and healthy and happy in your lives, regardless of what's happening with anyone else around us. So I'm just going to jump right in and pick up. We're on page 79, chapter 10 of how Al-Anon works for friends and families of alcoholics. And we're going to read from the serenity prayer section. So it reads, New attitudes often evolve from a new way of seeing. One way Al-Anon suggests to gain perspective is to think about the words of the serenity prayer as we say them. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. It says, this prayer can be extremely helpful because it encourages us to turn to a power greater than ourselves in sorting out what we cannot do. Often our greatest source of discomfort is our continuing attempts to change people and events over which we are powerless. Our source of discomfort comes from our continuous attempt to change people and the events over which we are powerless. I love that. I took forever for me to really grasp the importance of that. And it says the serenity prayer reminds us that we cannot achieve the impossible. Instead, we can stop trying to play God and attempt the very real possibility that the people and events in our lives are part of the greater vision of higher power. In doing so, it becomes easier to accept the things we cannot change. That is such a incredible paragraph, and it's so packed with wisdom and so simple. It's so simple, right? It's not like anything that we haven't heard before. It's the applying it deeply and directly into our lives to realize that we can't achieve the impossible. And when I think about the situation of having somebody in our life who is an addict, I love where in this book and in the program, it says, we didn't cause, we can't change, and we can't cure somebody else's disease. And I think that that playing God part is the achieving the impossible, which is making something else happen than what we want. And in real terms of just general life, some of the things that we do in our lives aren't around necessarily trying to change somebody who might be affected by addiction. What we still see is that we want to change the people and the circumstances around us to make us more comfortable in our job, to make us more comfortable in our friendships, to make us more comfortable in our relationships. That when we accept the things that we cannot change, which as we know is every single thing around us, every single situation, every single person around us, 
And I think I've said before that when I did recovery the first time, I honestly thought, accept the things you cannot change. Okay, so I can't accept, you know, what's happening on the other side of the world. Courage to change the things I can. Some part of me thought, yeah, I'm going to have my my own self-will and I'm going to change, I'm going to have courage to change people. And it was a very humble moment in my life when I realized that's not at all what this prayer talks about. That's not at all what it's saying. Courage to change the things I can. That's me and the wisdom to know the difference. It goes on to say, yet there are plenty of situations in which we can act effectively to improve our circumstances, changing what we can. It takes courage to see ourselves as we really are and to attempt to make positive, lasting changes, especially when we are reluctant to change at all. And that comes to what I was just saying. This change is changing us, changing our perspective, changing how we decide that we're going to interact with people, what we're going to pay attention to. If we are going to allow the things from our past, the dynamics from our family from the past that we have ingrained so deeply into us are going to be what keeps us stiff or whether we can let them go, whether we can affect change in our thinking, if we can affect change in how we feel about ourselves, if we can affect change in how we relate to other people. Leaning on the God of our understanding, leaning on the knowledge that we are held in the love and the direction of a power greater than ourselves. And I also like that it has a part of understanding that we don't know the whole picture. We don't understand the whole circumstance. When we're playing God, we are not seeing that there's a greater vision, that there's a different vision, that there's something that we may not understand, that we may not see. And I think that One of the things that has been helpful to me, especially in dealing with my sons and watching them grow up and feeling like their lives were out of control and seeing them both have DUIs and go through that process and and wish and hope that they would find sobriety early on in their lives and realizing that I can't understand what their journey is. And that part of detachment where we don't create a crisis, but we'd also don't prevent a crisis if it's in the natural course of events. And so when I did that part of the serenity prayer where I got out of the way and I allowed a belief that I am not in charge, thy will, not my will be done, that I had to trust that this too was part of their learning and their growth. And it didn't stop them from using after they had come out of what happens when you have a DUI, but it has affected their life later. It has made them question and be curious and make life changes later in their life that they personally are working with their higher power on, that I have done my part of changing the things that I can, which is me and my involvement, and how I speak to them, and what I pay attention to, and what I am being involved in their life with, and not trying to control that part of their life. 
And I'm watching them grow and have awarenesses that I couldn't have done on my own. And that really is about, again, keeping it to myself, to keeping it on my side of the street. It goes on to say, the gift of wisdom enables us to know when to act and when to let go. When to act and when to let go. Sometimes the greatest gift that I can give is to not do or say anything. That that is how I can have change in myself is to let go and not be thinking that I have to be the one that points something out or says something or does something or manipulates something, that I can let it go. In the serenity prayer, we turn to the God of our understanding for the attributes necessary to live a life more fully. Serenity, courage, and wisdom are the attributes serenity, courage, and wisdom. And those attributes allow us to live a life more fully, more in touch with who our inner true self is, and not that part of us that is sick with the obsession of somebody else, sick with the obsession that somebody else is causing our pain. I also wanted to bring up that there is an extended version of the serenity prayer that I read and heard and wanted to share. The short version is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And then there's a version that has an entire other section, which says, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life. Isn't that beautiful? It's so interesting that we just say the first part because that's what we're hoping for. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. It's a reminder. Courage to change the things that I can. Wisdom to know the difference. And then it almost feels like that second half is the directions to live one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. That's about being present. That's about being right here, right now, not looking to the future, not trying to control the future, not thinking that something in the future is going to make us happy, but being right here, right now and taking our recovery one moment at a time. I know I've said in the past that When I quit drinking, it really was that, can I not drink today? And when I started doing emotional sobriety, it was, can I not try to control and be bitter and be pissed off today? Can I manage the things that I say today? And that one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, being present to see the beautiful things in my life right here, right now. And then it says, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. So many of us, and I was like this too, I didn't think I wanted hardship. I wanted everything to be easy peasy. I didn't want to have to deal with anything hard. But the truth is, we have to be able to walk through the darkness to get to the light, that there isn't anybody who doesn't have struggle. And that that hardship 
often is what teaches us and shows us something beyond that we couldn't see yet and brings us to a pathway to peace. That we have to have the hardship to get there. Accepting is the word that comes before hardship. Accepting hardship. Accepting the difficulties in our life. Accepting a life that sometimes doesn't look like what we thought it was going to be. Taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. I know sin is a word that's packed full of emotion for so many people. I know it was for me. And when I started thinking of sin as not choosing love, and it's an archery term that's for missing the mark. So taking as he did, this world that misses the mark, this world that doesn't choose love as it is. Again, going back to the allowing it to be as it is and not as we would wish it or have it to be. That when we can turn that attention to ourselves, when we can stop wanting it to be different and be judging that sinful world, to be judging that world that's missing the mark, the people who are missing the mark, the people who are not choosing love, and just see it for what it is. And then come back to the beginning of the serenity prayer, which is, is this something I can change? Is this something that I can see differently? Is this something that I can let go of? What is the reality of what's happening? And then it says, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. Trusting that that power greater than ourselves the God of your understanding has it, that we don't have to have control of each and everything, that we can let go of the fact that we think that we have to muscle it ourselves, that we can surrender and ask, how can I be of service here? Your will, not my will be done. And will is such an interesting topic all on its own that You have to have the strength in yourself to have action. Doing soul recovery work doesn't mean that we don't have action, that we don't have strength to move forward in our lives, to take this guidance that's given to us by source, to be our fullest selves, to shine brightly into the world, but to be coming from a place that is asking, how can I be the best person that I can be in this world? Thy will, not my will, be done. And in that, there will be great happiness and joy for us. That through that allowance, through that surrender, the next line says that I may be reasonably happy in this life. I've been thinking a lot about the word happy because sometimes we think if we get somewhere, we'll be happy. And it makes it feel like the circumstances are what will bring the happiness But the truth is that we are looking for that inner emotion, that inner connection with our higher power that brings joy, that brings contentment, that I may be reasonably happy in this life, that we know that there's going to be ups and downs, that we know that there's going to be valleys and mountains of what we go through, but to accept what is, to have the courage to look at ourselves and do the work on ourselves to have a clean and clear attitude, 
to have connection with others, to have empathy for others, to be vulnerable, to be brave, to have resilience. These are the aspects of ourselves that move us into a life that allows us to be happy when we can let go of control. The last paragraph in this chapter is also about serenity. It says, serenity. This is what some of us mean when we speak of serenity. With serenity, we are no longer limited by fears or illusions, right? That's that allowing what is, not running from fear, but choosing love. We can fully trust ourselves and trust that with the help of higher power, we'll be able to handle anything that happens. Isn't that beautiful that we can fully trust that with higher power, we can handle anything that happens. And I know so many of you have gone through really, really difficult times. And I don't believe that people get something because they quote unquote deserve it. I think life happens. Life is complicated. Human beings are complicated. Our bodies are complicated. But when you come from this place of wholeness, when you come from this place of connection with your higher power, you can know that you have the strength, you have the ability to go through anything that comes to you. And we see that time and time again in history and with countries that are go through hard things, even here with Louisville, with people that have dealt with the fire or people that you've seen that have had major illness, people that are famous, people that are not famous, that you see that there is a resilience that comes from being from their, their whole higher power supported self, that you too can walk through hardship, that it won't be easy but you can handle anything that happens. It goes on to say, we replace the daily dread and insecurity that have dominated us for the past for a new found confidence and a profound sense of well-being. I can say this is true for me, that this daily dread and insecurity that dominated me has been replaced by a sense of well-being. And again, it doesn't mean that there aren't hard days or that I don't have moments of doubt or insecurity or fear, but it doesn't cling to me the way that it used to. It doesn't drown me the way that it used to. It's more of an observation. It's more of a curiosity. It's more of a wondering what I can learn from this, a Oh, another layer to look at, another aspect of myself. Hmm, guess I hadn't really worked that one out as much as I thought I had. Here's another opportunity to look at it and leaning into that higher power to do the serenity prayer. What is this part of myself that I can have the courage to look at, even the painful hard parts? And then it says, This is one of the goals that we seek for ourselves in Al-Anon, in soul recovery. This is one of the goals we seek for ourselves. Although we may have come to Al-Anon with very different intentions in mind, by practicing the principles of our program, we can achieve inner peace and become capable of realizing far more than we ever imagined. Many of our hopes and dreams become attainable. Others cease to matter so much. 
Serenity may be the most precious gift we receive because it allows us to know that our lives are in the care of a higher power greater than ourselves, and therefore, even in the midst of chaos, there is hope. Isn't that beautiful? I think that when we're so obsessed and so caught up in putting all of our energy onto what other people should change, how they should do different, how the world should do different, how these relationships should do for different, how we want to change the circumstances of our lives, we're losing that truth, which is we ourselves are full of this incredible nature that is capable of far more than we ever can imagine. And we're using up all of our bandwidth, we're using up all of our RAM memory, if you use computer skills, to push all that energy onto other people, when the truth is, if we bring it all back to ourselves, the courage to change the things we can, us, that we are capable of more than we ever imagined to attain our hopes and dreams and all that other stuff stops mattering so much. And the serenity that we feel is this precious gift. And that when we lean on that higher power, we can be okay in the midst of chaos. I think the greatest gift of recovery is the idea of hope and that we know that having hope is just the first step in the healing. And that if we can continue to see and have hope, we can continue to walk that path. What beautiful words, what incredible wisdom. Thank you for letting me share with you again today. I hope that some of this helps you in some way as you find your serenity, as you find your courage to change the things I can to be able to see the glory and the beauty and the wholeness that you are as you're letting go of all the things that no longer serve you and letting go of the need to control others. Let them have their journey. Let them have their experience. Let them have their consequences. Let them have their world that they are working on while you're working on yours. The courage to change the things I can. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. 
I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.